Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's been a lively week south of the border on the political scene. Obviously, the midterm elections were the headline. That's what everybody was uh, getting all up tight about, obviously, because of the impact that that could have. And, well, we saw the results. Of course, the Democrats uh, got the uh, hammer when it came to the power in the uh, House of Representatives. Uh, the uh, Republicans, of course, still maintaining the uh, balance of power in the Senate. But we figured after that that, uh, that the Trump uh, President Trump was going to make some moves. He's been very displeased with a number of his senior staff over the last little while, uh, none the least of which, of course, was Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Ever since uh, Sessions recused himself uh, of any investigation into uh, wrongdoing in the uh, last presidential election campaign, uh, Donald Trump has made him a target. So we, we speculated yesterday on the show, as you may recall, when Laura Babcock was in here, that, uh, that Trump was probably going to can Sessions at some point in the next little while. Well, it happened about an hour later. That uh, And the headline is interesting on this. Uh, this the, the, you know, that story that everybody's carrying right now is that Sessions resigned. Uh, he was told to by the president. So, I mean, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. There's a little wordsmithing going on. But obviously it raises an awful lot of questions. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Elliot Tepper, a professor emeritus of political science at Carleton University. Elliot, good morning. Thanks so much for the time today. Good morning, Bill. Uh, this is the weird, I mean, just about everything we talk about here when it comes to Trump and, and the ramifications is weird. But this is not un, uh, really something that I think surprises anybody. I think, you know, Sessions was on thin ice right from the get-go, wasn't he? The post-election cleaning of house and changing of the guard and so forth was anticipated. And by the way, uh, watch for whatever happens tomorrow, because... Uh, the the changes aren't likely to stop, and Trump is a master at diversion and changing the subject. So I suspect he's not happy with what you and I are talking about and everybody else, so he may give us all something else to talk about tomorrow. Is he going to fall back into that pattern? Remember at, at one point, I guess in the first year really of his administration, uh, there was it was a tradition. There was a Friday afternoon firing just about every week. Yes, you and I have talked about the daily chum. Yeah, uh, he'd get up early in the morning and get on Twitter and toss out something for the media to obsess over, and we all did. Meanwhile, all kinds of other things were happening uh, that we weren't paying attention to, basically changing America in a radical fashion and moving it to the right. So uh, that's not that pattern isn't likely to change. Let me ask you about why, and, and obviously, I mean, the recusal, et cetera, that's, that's going to be right at the top of the list. But the fact that the, uh, the Democrats took control of the House, is that what actually motivated? Was that the catalyst for this? The catalyst was, it was the first opportunity, literally the first opportunity he had to make this change after the results were known of the midterm elections. No matter how those elections came out, he would have done exactly what he did, uh, the, the Mueller investigation is a mortal threat to his presidency, potentially. And it's also uh, offensive to him. He's also concerned that it's going to wander into areas that are um, embarrassing, to say the least, if not, if not even uh, constitutionally question, uh, leading to his possible removal from office. So uh, he would like this shut down. He w- didn't want the investigation in the first place. He's done everything he can to say that he's cooperating, but... Uh, not doing much to help out the Mueller people. So the, um, the, the firing is not a surprise. The, the way it was done is not a surprise. He did it by a tweet. Uh, he, did, he sent his chief of staff. Well, it was very insulting. He sent his chief of staff to say, clear out your desk, you're leaving right now. 
and then that letter was typed up. It was noticed on air, by the way. There was no date on that letter. <laughs> uh, it was opened up with, as you've instructed, uh, I'm now uh, handing in my resignation. He may have had that in his top drawer for a while. But the irregularity of the appointment afterwards shows that we are headed toward potential constitutional troubles. He did not appoint the deputy attorney general to be the acting attorney general. That's Rod, uh, Rod Rodenstein, and, and Rodenstein, and he would have been in the next, in, in the normal process, he would be the acting until somebody permanent was appointed. Uh, instead, we have now a person that was the chief of staff to Sessions, uh, who's increasingly coming out, we, nobody knew his name before, as truly a Trump loyalist. I've got a quote here, Bill, uh, that um, is startling. Uh, what's come out in the press a lot is uh, he's, Whitaker's on, on, on record as saying, well, you know, this probe has gone too far and it's going into areas it shouldn't and it should be wound up. But somebody else dug out a, a tweet that, or a quote that he had not long ago saying, advice to the White House lawyers, do not cooperate with the Mueller lynch mob. That, to me, would be a disqualification, <laughs> something that says you can't over now, you can't be put in charge of overseeing that investigation. Well, there's, and he did an op-ed piece that CNN published, I guess it was uh, some months ago yeah. now, and, and there's one line in there that jumped out at me as well. It said, Mueller has come up to the red line in the Russia 2016 election meddling investigation that he is dangerously close to crossing. Uh, and, and a number of law professors have already jumped in on this one, Elliot. I'm sure you've read some of their quotes as well, suggesting that, look, at that that, that means that the, the head honcho right now is presupposing where that investigation is going to go. And he said, as a result, he should recuse himself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the quote I just gave you, I think, is even... Oh, yeah, that, un that underscores it. Uh, but the chances of him recusing... <laughs> he was appointed there specifically uh, because Sessions did recuse himself. He was forced to, by the way. Sessions didn't do this out of uh, noblesse oblige or sense of high honor. He was forced to, once it was discovered, his own role, which he had not disclosed uh, in dealing with the Russians. He had no choice but to recuse himself. Uh, all of this suggests that we are in for a very bumpy ride because clearly uh, Trump has made a major move to affect the Mueller investigation in very substantial ways, uh, shutting it down, hobbling it, as, as Whitaker said, we'll just cut off all the money so they can't do anything. Also, uh, this is coming out, and uh, we're learning more. In order for any major action, for example, such as Mueller issuing a subpoena for the President of the United States, has to go through his overseer, yeah. that is, in this case, Whitaker. Uh, so now Mueller now needs permission from somebody who's put there specifically to undercut his investigation. And, and obviously, you know, we have to understand how the House is going to respond to this, House of Representatives, that is. And, of course, they're not sworn in yet, so I guess there's not much they can do it at this stage. But they, they kind of toned down the, the, the rhetoric a little bit. They dialed it down a little bit during the last couple of weeks of the campaign talking about the Mueller investigation. It seemed to slip people's minds, as a matter of fact. But even on election night, Elliot, uh, you started hearing from some of the, uh, the the victorious Democrats that, yeah, you know what, we're going to ramp this thing up now. Uh, we're going after his tax returns, which the House is allowed to do now. They can issue a subpoena for that. 
uh, and a number of other things. So uh, obviously that stoked the flames, and I guess that's probably what put the thought in Trump's head that, okay, i got to pull the plug on this right now and basically put my guy in charge of the investigation, which is what he wanted right in the first place. Yes, but as I suggested, I think he would have done it oh, yeah. no matter what. Uh, happened. If the Republicans, by chance, had kept the House, I think he would have done this in any event. Yes, there's two things about uh, the election and the timing and all. The first is that uh, Mueller wasn't heard from, heard, talked about much uh, during the campaign because he chose to follow the normal rules of not interfering with the, at an electoral uh, time period. Mueller did not take any visible actions during the entire campaign. So that's one reason you didn't hear anything about him. He followed normal protocol. And the second is the Democrats were leery of saying, if you elect us, we're going to impeach uh, the president. They thought that was a, a bad thing to be talking about for electoral purposes until the day after they got elected. Uh, the main point here, uh, which I think should be emphasized, is no matter what happens to Mueller, the election now of the Democrats to a majority in the House means investigations of the president are going to proceed no matter what. If Mueller is totally squelched, I mean Mueller being the report, is totally squelched, if it's, uh, if it's uh, submitted but not released, uh, the House now has subpoena power, they can call people for witnesses, they can actually get, I, I suspect, much of what Mueller has done and bring it back to life and to light. So the the change in Washington uh, in terms of what's going to happen in the future regarding investigations of the president has to do as much not with only Mueller, although we're still waiting, but with the fact that the Democrats now have subpoena power. How far can they go? I mean, I, I heard one person, I wasn't so sure but the, the, the accuracy of this, suggested that if they shut down the Mueller probe on Friday, that the, that the new House can start their own probe on Monday. I mean, it would basically just, you know, part two of the same investigation. Okay, they can't do it until January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they do it this Monday, uh, Friday, then the Republican majority, and that leaves uh, Nunez uh, in charge still of the judiciary. Yeah. So the... The, the loyalists are still in charge of the House. Uh, the, in terms of impeachment, the impeachment cannot happen unless something really egregious is found. And the reason is that we talk about impeachment, and it's a two-part process. Impeachment itself is just writing up a bill of particulars, and the House of Representatives does it. They pass it on to the Senate, and the Senate then has to approve in, in order to remove the president by 60 votes. And the Republicans uh, will block any attempt to remove the president unless something so egregious is found that even the Republicans have to give in. And another small nuance here, Bill, is that the Senate, which was not likely to support any impeachment, uh, conviction on the, on the charges drawn up, the impeachment charges, anyway, that Senate has become much more uh, loyalist to Trump because the people in the Senate in the Republican Party, who might have opposed him, are no longer there, and they're replaced by people who feel they are beholden uh, to Trump and loyal to him. So it's a much more cohesive pro-Trump Senate. And and you can tell that by some of the, obviously, the things that have been stated. Mitch McConnell, obviously, has flipped totally uh, to, to be a, a Trump supporter now. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who uh, was one of the people who was supposed to be a just loyalist, 
uh, was on record, it was less than a year ago, as we recall, Elliot, yeah. that said that if they fire the special prosecutor, that we all hell to pay. Uh, now he doesn't, like seem to be, he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. No, uh, you and I have talked about this, I believe. The, uh, he's now just recently, yesterday, saying, no, I don't want to be attorney general. But his name certainly is prominent among those that might actually be hired uh, on a full-time basis because he's a loyalist. There's not, the Senate, uh, Miss McConnell at one point said, we're not going to hold any hearings for a replacement. Remember, the, the attorney general has to be confirmed. Yeah. We're not going to confirm anybody if you fire Sessions because Sessions is one of us and you can't just fire him. He's not talking like that anymore either. What about the impeachment process? And I know that's a word that gets tossed around an awful lot. And, and, and we know that other presidents have been impeached. Uh, Nixon, of course, they, well, he resigned before they actually got to the, right. the nitty-gritty of that. Bill right. Clinton was impeached by the House, but not by the Senate. But the fact that it's always going to be blocked in the Senate, at least in this occasion, if, in fact, they do go through with these proceedings, uh, and it may well pass the House, uh, is, is it really nothing more than symbolic, though, at this stage, Elliot? We are two years away from the next election, the the presidential election. And if the House can find material, which they, remember this, there's two different, we have to talk about what's going on here. Mueller is being asked to find things that would rise to the level where a jury might reasonably convict. That's a very high bar. Mm -hmm. The House doesn't have to do that. The House can say, uh, although it's still a high buy, are high crimes and, and misdemeanors, which they can interpret <laughs> uh, a little more loosely than what the Mueller investigation has said. I've, I've said along that the Mueller probe could be written on the, the report on the back of an envelope. We didn't find anything that would rise to the level of, of removal uh, because a, a jury might uh, convict. So the House can, can now proceed, and they can bring out item after item after item which might affect public opinion, even if no conviction is possible, as we head toward a presidential election. So it's still going to be, the information that Mueller is getting right now is still going to be very germane then, even if it's not something that is going to lead to charges. The possibility that Mueller issues a final report, and keep in mind that he's got, and this is something that we should talk about, the new acting attorney general, says that you can only, the Mueller investigation's gone too far because you can only investigate possible collusion and you can't investigate other things, whereas the mandate for the Mueller investigation has a sentence in it saying uh, anything that's turned up as part of the ongoing investigation, we can then investigate, meaning we can look at not only possible collusion, which may or may not be easy to, you know, they need a real smoking gun, but also obstruction of justice, and we can now actually say the firing of Sessions and putting in of this loyalist is another example of obstruction of justice. But really they're talking about Comey and perhaps other things. But also then, what about the financial side and the money side? And this gets you into uh, the possibility of the Trump and Trump family and, and uh, Jared Kushner. That is a very ripe area <laughs> of inquiry. So all of that... Um, still could add up to not being something where a jury might reasonably convict. Uh, whether we would ever see that report is a big issue. But the House, as I've said, can now go ahead with or without the Mueller inquiry and 
follow the same lines, and they probably will have access to whatever Mueller has done because they've got uh, enormous power now that they're a majority of the Democrats. So whatever Mueller has come up with, we're likely to know about, um, and the House is likely to pursue their own lines as well. Elliot, uh, we're just about out of time here. Thanks so much for this. Obviously, <laughs> and we'll be watching tomorrow, as, as you suggest, because you just don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. But always uh, always great to get your perspective on this. Thanks again. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, Professor Emeritus of uh, Political Science, specializing in U.S. politics at uh, Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.